Black Jug just might be the most dingy bar in all of downtown San Francisco. Outside, the neon sign's B is broken, so it appears to be advertising the Lack Jug. Kurt Meso wakes up in his room above the bar. Streaks of light shining through the tattered curtains catch the dust that hangs in the air. I'm waking up and I'm trying to remember. I had a meeting of some kind somewhere. Downstairs. And I'm hungry. I want to get some food. Outside, Jet approaches the bar. I stop before entering the black jug and wonder why Eleron would want to speak with me. I shrug and enter the bar. Jet opens the door to the bar and looks around. She sees Eleron sitting at a table near the back of the bar. Hez, a troll, cranes her neck to see who just came in. It's nobody she knows, so she turns back around. Eleron sees Jet, smiles, and waves her over. I walk over to him. I wonder what he could possibly want to talk to me about. We didn't exactly leave on good terms. Ah, Jed, you got my message. How's it going? I'm fine. What's this about? I'm doing okay, too. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'm waiting for someone I'd like you to meet. Would you like a drink? Sure. Have a seat. Eleron leans back, looks at the bartender, and holds up two fingers. She nods, fills up two pints of beer, walks them over, and places them on the table. Arigato. The bartender nods and returns to the bar. I come down the stairs and look at the bar. Eleron hears Kurt open the door and turns around. Oi, Kurt, how'd you sleep? Um, well, at least I remembered my dreams this time. Anything interesting? Yeah, I remembered uh, sirens and flashing lights, so that's new. That may not have been a dream. <laughs> Would you care for a drink or some food? Yeah, what do you what do you got? Well, I wouldn't recommend the food here. Uh, the drinks, on the other hand, are terrible. Yeah, so your best bet would probably be a nice thick stout. All right, I'll go for the uh, more recommended of the two. Eleron looks back at the bartender and holds up one finger. She fills a pint of beer, walks it over, and places it on the table. Arigato. I take a big swig of the beer. How do you like it? It's good. It's good. That's surprising. I just head over. I'm pretty sure I know this is the party I'm here to meet. And I go and I just sit down without invitation. Why, hello, Hez. Haven't seen you for quite a while. Can I help you? I hear you may have some work that's up my alley. Well, let's have this meeting come to a start. Uh, Hez, uh, you may be a useful addition, so you're welcome to listen. Eleron looks around at the small, motley crew that sits before him, making brief eye contact with everyone around the table. <clears throat> I know someone who has a business proposition for you. Provided you don't mind getting a little dirty. Jet, I know getting dirty isn't exactly new to you, but I mean dirty in more of a metaphorical sense rather than literally. My eyes narrow, and I stare at Eleron coldly. Hez... I haven't heard anything from you from the streets. Is there anything you're not willing to do? Uh, willing to do pretty much anything that you need. I can hack, I can, of course, provide muscle, and I know a little bit about chemistry. I won't hurt innocent children. Okay, I think that's fine. Uh, Kurt, I know you're kind of hard up for work, so I'm hoping you like what I have to offer. I'm thinking it'll pay pretty well, but it's no milk run. Is that okay with you? Uh, yeah, what have I got to lose? 
That's a spirit. Now, normally I wouldn't send a team of newbies on a job like this. My usual crews are busy at the moment. I'm not gonna lie to you, from what I've gleaned, this mission sounds dangerous. Upstairs I have a guy you can refer to as Mr. Johnson. He's in room 102. Right next door to you, Kurt. Whenever you guys are ready, you can go on up and hear what kind of work he has to offer. Not too sure of the details, that's his job, but the scratch will be worth it. I'll tell you this, he seems motivated to make a deal and make it quick. I, I look over at the other two to see when they're going to make a move. I look at the other two, I stand up. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready. Alright, if no one else is going to bring this up, I will. Who are you guys? Oh, I guess I should introduce you to each other. Uh, Jet, Hez, Kurt. Wiz, now that you're all aces, go on up. Pleased to meet you both. I head toward the door. Everyone moves through the door and up the stairs, making their way to room 102. They stop in front of the door. I look at the other two, and then back at the door, and knock. Enter. Jet opens the door, and inside, everyone sees a man sitting and facing a wall. He turns his head slightly to the left. Come in and close the door behind you. I walk inside. I follow. I walk through third, and I close the door with a slam that's much louder than it needs to be. Sorry about that. The man shakes his head. There is a jammer in the corner of the room that is producing white noise. I've got something that needs to be done off the books. It needs to be done quickly. It needs to be done right. I hear that the law won't be a deterrent to any of you, which is exactly the kind of independent contractor I'm looking for. Oh, are we stealing something? No, although there may be things there for you to steal... Take whatever you want from these scumbags. I don't care. You do the job right, it won't matter anyway. Eleron tells me I can trust you guys with this information. So here goes. Even though his back is facing everyone, he is visibly nervous and agitated. A friend of mine is going to be receiving some bad news in a bad place, surrounded by bad people. I'd like you to extract my friend and get him out of there. No one must know. Where is he? He's in an abandoned shack outside of San Francisco, up north. It's a gangster hideout. They go by the moniker Go Zeros. I know this gang. They're relatively new, dressed in black and yellow. Their insignia is a skull with two knives instead of devil horns. They're not known for anything in particular, other than being new and desperate to make an impression. Impressive, but wait, there's more. Earlier today, they stole some high explosives. As we speak, they're making their way back to their hideout, where they will undoubtedly celebrate their latest victory. Any of you have any experience with explosives? Um, Unless you count an explosive gut, which I currently have from this beer. Mr. Johnson ignores Kurt's comment. I have something that might help. Inside the drawer near the door, you'll find a small device... That device is a miniature explosive. Any dummy can use it. Just press the green button and you'll have three minutes before it detonates. The explosion is about as powerful as a small grenade. You'll need to detonate it near the explosives at the hideout. 
it should produce an explosion powerful enough to level the entire building and then some. If you do it right, you might be able to take this gang right off the map in one move. I highly encourage this. But first, you must get Draeger out of there. He must not be harmed in the explosion. He has a vehicle, so once the job is done, provided it survives the explosion, he should be able to give you all a ride back. Now I can provide transport out there unless... Do any of you drive? I have a driver's license and a little bit of experience. I'm good at riding in trunks. I don't know what that means. Troll, can you drive an unretrofitted vehicle? We'd better go with your driver. Oh, all right. There's a van outside that can give you a ride to your destination. Mr. Johnson adjusts his seating. No one can know that Dreger will make it out of there alive. No witnesses. Dreger is going to disappear after this, and I don't want any Go Zeros making his life any harder than it's about to become. Just get Dreger out of there and nuke the place, understand? Understood. Now, you mentioned a price. Sonic Realms needs your support to survive. And the easiest way you can help us is by leaving a review on iTunes. It's free, only takes a couple of minutes, you only have to do it once, and it helps us forever. Game Mastering and Narration by Paul Greenleaf. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Kurt is played by Chris Tommaso. Hez is played by Torvald Tempestus. Additional voices by Tony Galliano, Charles Greenleaf. Editing, arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening. And the easiest way you can help us is by leaving a review on iTunes. Cat, really? The cat meows? The cat is meowing. Oh, because she hears you talking. So loud right now. Cat, do you want to support us on iTunes? Can you even, do you even know what an iTunes review is? Meow once for yes.